What's up, guys? Max here, back with another episode of the Scuttlebutt Show. And it's Friday out here in Okinawa, Japan, so that means happy Kwanda to everybody. Q&A Friday. And uh, I'm sitting down today because I like to sit down for the Q&A. So I'll be taking all your guys' questions, plus a couple questions for you guys. There's a poll up right now. Should transgender athletes be allowed to compete in the Olympics? Uh, I know that's not typically something that we talk about on here, but there's this athlete, Laurel Hubbard, who's going to be the first openly transgender female competing in weightlifting. It's kind of split the world on whether or not that's okay. I've got my thoughts. I'd love to hear yours. So go ahead and vote on that poll and uh, we'll leave that up for a while and we can have a conversation about it. And then there's something about UFOs, unidentified flying objects, unidentified aerial phenomenon that I've seen that I can't wait, cannot wait to share with you guys. Philip with a $2 super chat. Start the train early. Wow, Philip, thank you very much. That is much appreciated. Every $2 super chat goes to my beer fund and uh, we'll, I'll cheers you this weekend with a nice cold one. Uh, thank you very much, Philip. Can't wait to send you out your shirt, uh, your your Patreon, uh, Patreon shirt coming soon for you. I'm eating some good fried oysters and chicken fried rice. Nice. Konnichiwa to you too, Ed. Uh, Hiram first in the chat today. Hopefully there's a lot of people out there who haven't checked in yet. You guys, let me know. Uh, feel free to ask me any questions. And I have, uh, like I said, a couple topics queued up there. I went to the gym this morning, got a nice good start to my day. Been kind of slacking in the gym this week. It's been slow. I don't know why it's been slow for me this week. It just has been lazy workouts, not really feeling it, but I'm feeling it today. And it's Friday and uh, I got a big weekend ahead of me. It's, it's PCS season out here in Okinawa. Uh, permanent change of station season. So people are moving in, people are moving out, and we've been to a bunch of going away parties recently. And I got another one tomorrow for a buddy of mine, one of the doctors at the hospital. I'm going to miss him, my buddy out there. I'll, I'll leave his name out of it. I won't name him, but uh, he's a good dude and we'll miss him when he's gone. So we got that going on. Um, all right. So since nobody's dropped a question yet, I will not uh, I will not waste your guys' time sitting around going, ask me a question, please. I need some inspiration. I came prepared with a backup plan over here. So I'm on, you know, freaking TikTok last night. I'm on TikTok last night, like I am on nights. And let's see, I saw Justin just text something. Let's see what Justin said. I will wait for Justin's OG friend of mine. I think the Olympic Committee and doctors did a solid ORM and evidence-based research to think it's good to go. I don't have any evidence to disagree with. All right. I see your point. When we, uh, when we get to that subject later, hopefully, um, we can talk all about it and what I think. Um, so I see the people are voting in the poll. The numbers are switching. Max, any tattoos? Uh, do I have any tattoos? I have three tattooed areas of my body. I have a left half sleeve tattoo. Let's see if I can show you guys. So this uh, whole half sleeve thing I have going on. And then I have a tattoo on the left side of my ribs here. It's a turtle. It's an old uh, Sailor Jerry turtle uh, shellback tattoo. So I have a shellback tattoo and it actually has a golden eye on it because I'm a golden shellback, which means I crossed the equator and prime meridian at the same time. And then on my right thigh, I have a squirrel, a skeleton squirrel, uh, which is a unit tattoo that I got. And it was at that time, I realized every tattoo on my body features an animal, an eagle, a turtle, and a squirrel, which is like the three categories of animal, you know, like, uh, like, uh, aquatic land air. So I feel pretty good about that. 
uh, it kind of all worked out, but yeah, got my first tattoo in 2009 and it was, uh, my left arm and I got that finished in 2010, got my turtle done in 2012 and got my squirrel in 2013. So yeah, those are all my tattoos. I do want to get more. It's just never a good time. It's never a good time to get tattoos because uh, secret squirrel, that's right. So it's exactly right. So it's never a good time to get uh, tattoos because you can't get in the water. And I find myself getting in the water all the time. So I do want to get more. COVID really slowed down my tattoo plans for the winter. Get tattoos over the winter is always a better plan, but uh, couldn't do that because of COVID. So everything's been kind of on hold with that. Do want to get more though. I do plan on getting more as time goes on. So last night I'm on TikTok and I come across a, a photo and it says, this is the best photograph we have yet of the anti-gravity spacecraft, the TR-3B that the United States government has in its arsenal. And I don't know, I wish I will have my girlfriend's face tattoo. Well, slow down with that, Ed. You got a long life to live. You don't want to rush to get any names or faces tattooed on you. Life is crazy. You never know. I've seen a lot of those tattoos covered up. I'll tell you that. I've seen a lot of those tattoos covered up. So I'm on TikTok. I see this thing. It's just a photo and some like do, 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 music playing. And it says, uh, Rocky to flying squirrel. So it's, so it says, uh, it's not Rocky. It's uh, the bones. It's a skeleton of a squirrel. Rocky is great though. Um, and I saw a great flying squirrel TikTok last night too, actually, as a matter of fact. So it says this aircraft is the anti-gravity TR-3B secret, top secret aircraft that the government has. Coincidentally, completely separate, or maybe not, maybe it's part of the algorithm. I saw, a, I was reading about a person yesterday named Ning Li. Ning Li is a physicist who studied anti-gravity technology and disappeared, theorized that she went back to China to work on her anti-gravity machines in China. And uh, Ning Li, her research was adopted by several other uh, physics scientists and communities to work on what they could do. I know how kooky this must sound. This, must, this is some woo-woo stuff right here. But they were working on some anti-gravity uh, equipment that basically said if you could spin something fast enough, it could create some kind of field, and that field would negate the effects of gravity, and this aircraft could fly at super high speeds without you know worrying about weight, thrust, lift, drag, the effects of, of flying. And for whatever reason, whatever in me said, let me just Google the TR-3B. And when I, and now here's where it gets weird. You guys are like, where is this going? Okay, here's where it gets weird. What specifically is anti-gravity? Isn't all flying anti-gravity? No, this is negating the actual physical effects of gravity. I can link you to all these. I have a bunch of articles and resources pulled up right here that I can link, drop links to, but the explanations are all above my head physics. But for whatever reason, oh, Helen Hunt, uh, contact. So for whatever, Raju, what's up? I've got some high expectations for this picture. So for whatever reason, I chose to Google the TR3B. And this is a screenshot of what popped up on my phone. The TR3B, Black Manta Aircraft, Manufacturer, Northrop Corporation, 
first article, military.com, TR-3B anti-gravity spacecraft. And I was like, what the f- is going on here? Why? What is this? Is this real? Is Google, is, am I seeing this correctly? Google is verifying that this is a real aircraft with a triangle shape like this, with these lights underneath it that look like these UFO videos we've seen made by Northrop? Why have I never seen this? How is it possible that I've never heard of this until I see it on TikTok? Why is nobody talking about this? So now I'm digging, okay? Now I'm digging. So the first thing I do is I go to the military.com article, obviously. Military.com, TR-3B anti-gravity spacecrafts. It doesn't exist officially, military.com says, It uses highly pressured mercury accelerated by nuclear energy to produce a plasma that creates a field of anti-gravity around the ship. Conventional thrusters located at the tips of the craft allow it to perform all manner of rapid high-speed maneuvers along all three axes. Interestingly, the plasma generated also reduces radar signature significantly, so it'll be almost invisible on radar and remain undetected. This literally means that it can go into any country it likes without being detected by air traffic control and air defense systems. And there's a little video here, so let's watch this video really quick. And feel free to ask me questions now too, and I'll, I'll answer them. But this is just crazy. Watch this video. What's up? By the way, this is from 2013. This was filmed in 2013, but it's not the last video because there's a whole bunch of videos on YouTube, clips of these aircraft looking exactly the same flying around. Here's another one. This was released in April of last year. So here's another one. This thing's flying around. It looks exactly the same, right? looks exactly the same. Boom, gone. What the hell was that? And then if you guys remember, and now I'm obviously in deep, right? So I'm in deep on this at this point. I'm, I'm Googling. I'm Googling, Googling like a mofo at this point. So it, it reminded me that earlier this year, we covered a story. We covered a story that what is behind the U.S. Navy's UFO fusion energy patent? Do you guys remember this? Talking about this on the show, that this guy, Dr. Salvatore Caesar Pies, Pace, aerospace engineer at the Naval Air Warfare Center Aircraft Division, 
patented the plasma compression fusion device in 2019, saying all these crazy things about how it could defy physics, the plasma energy drive, uh, electromagnetic field generator, which could be applied to alter the trajectory of earthbound asteroids, all this, all this crazy stuff. And it became this huge thing. We talked about this for a little while. There was these other videos. So here's a, uh, here's another one that claims to be a video of the, uh, of the aircraft flying around. Sure, these might all be BS, but just looking up the TR-3B really quick. There it goes again. And we've seen other, and we've seen a lot of these UFO videos, these cell phone captured UFO videos that look just like these, right? You guys have probably seen them. We've had them on the show. We featured them on the show. So here goes another, the triangular shape. And when I look at it now that I see it a little bit clearer, it kind of looks like the, the stuff that I showed when I was saying, uh, I had that in the background of me out in that training. It was in the background of me carrying the litter. And it looked like the one that the pilot said they saw out of the, uh, out of the, what you can call it, cockpit of the jets in Virginia. Let's see, what's this one now? So that one's a little bit, a little bit more sketch. Uh, that one was stupid. So uh, this one flying around, we'll just show this one again, looks exactly the same. So this anti-gravity technology now, let me show you. This is a Ning Li, physicist, Chinese-American scientist known for her controversial claims about anti-gravity devices. She worked as a physicist at the Center for Space Plasma and Aeronautic Research, University of Alabama, Huntsville. Huntsville, by the way, is where NASA has a uh, center, the aerospace engineer something, Huntsville. You can Google this, the Huntsville uh, Center for Aerospace Engineering, whatever. They do all kinds of experimental stuff down there. I've actually been down there. In a series of papers co-authored with fellow university physicist Douglas Torr and published between 1991 and 1993, she claimed a practical way to produce anti-gravity effects. She claimed that an anti-gravity effect could be produced by rotating ions, creating uh, gravitomagnetic field perpendicular to their spin axis. In her theory, if a large number of ions could be aligned in a Bose-Einstein condensate, the resulting effect would be a very strong gravitomagnetic field producing a strong repulsive force. The alignment may be possible, trapping superconductor ions in a lattice structure, high temperature superconducting disk. I looked up a lot more of this. Apparently, they've only, people at other universities have only been able to make small versions of this, but the science is not totally discredited or totally uh, credited. And then if you just look up TR3B, on your screen right now is the picture I saw on TikTok. So this is the picture that I originally saw on TikTok right here is the aircraft partially underneath a hangar, US Air Force top secret nuclear powered flying triangle, the TR-3B. So you guys tell me, uh, I'm, not a, I'm not a loon, I'm not a looney tune, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but it's odd that Google, the first thing that pops up is the TR-3 Black Manta aircraft manufactured by Northrop. So what is going on? You guys tell me. Justin says, the Helen Hunt was contact checking in, got some high expectations for this picture. Contact had a fast spinning thing. They sure did. That's very true. Andrew, what's up? The stealth bomber, the B-1. Yeah, very true. Uh, it's because your subscriber count is increasing. You're now in the need to know. Yeah, that's right. Outside of quantum physics, as far as I'm aware, gravity applies to everything. Reminds me of Bob Lazar. Shino, what's up? Good evening. Tesla was into the incredible secrets of flight and anti-gravity, which led him to register a patent in 1928, number 1655144 for a flying machine that resembled both a helicopter and an airplane. Wow, that's awesome, MC. Welcome to the chat. I know you had some questions about Sears School. Feel free to drop those and I'll answer them. Just uh, drop the question that you have specifically, or if you just want to talk to me to tell Sears School stories. I'm still skeptical 
Why is it considered controversial to her peers? I wonder if they understand that she doesn't have the evidence for her claims. No, she did have some, there are, she does have some evidence for her claim. She, ha, she had some successful results, but it's controversial because for results scientifically to be considered credible, they have to be repeatable consistently. And while they've been repeated by some people, other people have failed to repeat them. But I, what I was watching yesterday, some documentary about her, no other university has copied her experiments exactly in the attempt to recreate them. And the theory is that she disappeared back to China because she just vanished. Also, I can think of ways it would be advantageous for Northrop to make claims that can't be disproven yet. Sure. Sure. Why not? Um, but that's, to me, a lot of pieces aligned there. A lot of pieces aligned because you've got the Navy patenting, like whatever they were patenting. You've got Northrop claiming to make this thing. An article from military.com, where I get a lot of my news from for the show, claiming that this is air, an aircraft that is not official yet, but exists uh, and is in production to you know alter gravity. And then I see this image pop up and then there's all these pictures and videos of what look to be exactly the same thing from all around the world. So I don't know. I mean, I'm not convinced of anything either, but I'm just saying I'm just saying what I'm just saying. Looks like an F-117 Nighthawk. Let me Google that. An F-117 Nighthawk. Uh, what do you guys got going on this weekend, by the way? Anybody got anything cool going on this weekend? I hope everyone does. F it, do it does. T okay, so I'm looking at the F-117 Nighthawk. I'm going to say it does not look like it to me. Um, but it. What's up, Chris? I'm going to say it does not look like it because if I do the TR-3B, you guys can all Google this. I'm just going to Google TR-3B. And see if it pops up. There you go. The TR-3B, right? These this triangle, floaty, UFO thing. Here's it on the air. Here's something on an aircraft carrier that looks completely fake. I I will be the first to tell you that that looks completely fake. Um, but it's probably an artist rendition. This is a picture I saw earlier about it. Um, there, it's reported to be spotted watching cartoons. Nice. Uh, which cartoons? I watch uh, some cartoons sometimes. I've been watching Castlevania on Netflix actually. Um, here's another picture of it. This might be a more full picture. I can see these things as a secret program. Here's another potential picture of it from, from above people working around it. The TR3B anti-gravity spacecraft. So you guys can enjoy this information this weekend and share it with your friends. Maybe have a debate over it, over some cocktails, which is what I plan on doing. Um, the TR3B anti-gravity spacecraft. You tell me, you tell me what you think. I, uh, Nothing is beyond my, you know, I'm, I'm not going to write anything off as impossible. I, I've been, I've learned enough in life to just never say never. And uh, this is quite interesting that no, like the other thing that begs the question is why, why is nobody talking about it? Right? So if I say the crazy thing is no one's talking about it, maybe there's a good reason nobody's talking about it because it's BS, but the, the one thing, here's a picture of it on the moon. Uh, one thing that really kind of triggered my curiosity was when I happened to Google it on the phone and Google popped up saying it was a real thing made by Northrop. That really sparked me to go look more into it. So you guys tell me what you think. Um, Omni-man land, Omni-man land, Mortal Kombat, I've seen aliens. Mortal Kombat animated? Is that what you're saying? I didn't know about that. I would watch that actually. Um, so I know... 
So it's Kwanda. So you guys drop any questions you have for me about anything at all. Ask me anything you want in the chat. I'm monitoring the poll up top. Uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. But um, I wanted to uh, say that MC asked me the other day to talk about Sears School. And there is a there is a code of honor about Sears School. People don't talk about it because they don't want to be ridiculed. I'm, I accept that being on YouTube opens me up for constant ridic ridicule. Um, I was actually talking to some, Justin this morning about it. Talking about uh, people who don't get that a lot of my stuff on here is meant to be a joke, especially when I do my skits. And somebody commented on me that I was obviously uh, never in the Navy. I was maybe in the Army because I was wearing the civilian version of the Army combat uniform. Or something. It was like insane. Everything was wrong. Uh, what does a Navy TIO do? Uh, TIO, Tactical Information Officer. Um, let me just... I could spurt out an answer right now, but let me double check. Uh, let's see. Because TIO is a special programs billet. Let's see. I'm looking it up right now. Uh, and I worked with a lot of TIOs. So I just wanted, I just don't want to give you bad information because I worked with a lot of TIOs in the Navy and, uh, and I want to, I'm going to pull up some official information, some information, warfare information. Unfortunately, the scarce info is hard to separate from fake conspiracy theory BS. Yeah, very true. Very true. Um, TIO. So basically I'm going to, I'm looking it up right now, the official stuff, but TIO is like information warfare or, uh, um, some part like electronic warfare and oh God, this thing's so slow. Um, they're involved with, uh, targeting downrange electronic devices, uh, for exploitation. So if you become a TIO, uh, you could be involved with targeting people's uh, electronics. So are you a cryptologist that is interested in enhancing your career with a challenging job? Are you a hard-charging sailor that wants to make a direct impact on naval special warfare operations around the globe? Are you looking for a position to showcase your cryptologic expertise? Look no further than Naval Special Warfare Tactical Information Operations Program. Talk to Tactical Information Operator. Um, see, you already think I'm crazy, but really saw them. What? Uh, I don't think you're crazy. <laughs> um, I, I believe you. I, I said how I, I have the whole th video on my channel about how I saw an alien. Go watch that video. I, I wasn't joking. TIO program billets require du special duty and arduous in combat environments. So TIO is, I don't want to say anything that's not like uh, appropriate to say on YouTube here, but basically if you're a CT, you can screen to become a TIO. You have to be super fit. You have to be extremely motivated you have to be willing to put out. It's like you become a, a direct support, Naval Special Warfare direct support operator, which means you can expect to go on missions with SEALs. It's dangerous. A lot of TIO have been killed. Um, so you could get in serious uh, danger. And you have to be very technically proficient as well as proficient thinking on your feet. Now, this is something that I that if people say uh, they want to be a CT, I'm always like, oh, you could always go be a TAC EW or a TIO and you can go do uh, pretty cool stuff. So any, any CT, uh, you usually have to be a petty officer, generally, E5, I think they look for. And then you can't join the Navy as a TIO, but once you're in the Navy as a CT, you're established, you can screen and try to become a TIO. Uh, what's the US Navy version of a principal warfare officer? Uh, I don't know. Let me look that up. Principal warfare officer. Principal warfare officer. 
What do they do? Uh, to advise the commanding officer on a correct employment of personnel, weapons, sensors, and communications. Would that be like a, like a, what's it called? Um, the, on the ship, the, uh, oh my God, tactical information center. Uh, what is that called? Oh my gosh. Uh, CDC, combat, combat. Um, oh my gosh. Navy CDC. No, not the child development center. Um, let's see. Combat CIC, Combat Information Center. Uh, it would. It's probably a SWO, probably some sort of SWO with a really high qualification um, that goes into the CIC, the Combat Information Center, and advises the CO on how to defend against or attack threats that are uh, coming out of ship. So, um, let's see. CIC or Action Information Center is a room or in a warship that functions as a tactical center and provides processed information for command and control of near battle space or an area of operations within other military commands. Rooms receiving similar function are known as com command centers. So let's see, ugliest state flag. Um, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know my state flags well enough to probably answer. I know New York, California, uh, Texas, and that's probably it because everyone knows Texas. Um, let's see. So MC was asking uh, about Sears School. That's what I was going to say. So MC was asking about Sears School, and I said I would talk about it a little bit. It's limited on what I can say because there's kind of a code of ethics around Sears School that you can't talk about the, and there's a non-disclosure agreement that you sign, that you can't talk about what actually happens in Sears School, but there's some stuff that everybody knows, right? Like you get hit, you are starving, hungry, like you don't eat, um, you don't really sleep, for like five days. So you're hungry. You are, uh, stressed. If you, you find yourself in claustrophobic situations. I went to Warner Springs in San Diego, Justin Warner Springs. You find yourself in situations that would be difficult. If you're claustrophobic, you can be experiencing hallucinations, which by the way, was like my favorite part. I mean, there was a period of time in Sierra where it's near the end and I found myself kind of alone in a room and I was hallucinating really bad and it was awesome. I mean, I'm talking, I was seeing things, hearing things. Uh, I was yelling at the wall. I was tripping and it was awesome. So I really liked that. You can be pooped and peed on. No, you cannot. Um, you cannot be pooped and peed on unless you poop and pee on yourself, which is very possible. Uh, let's see. I see, I see my stream might be slowing down, probably browsing too many internet tabs. So, uh, Juan says you can be pooped and peed on. No, you cannot be pooped and peed on. You potentially might poop and pee on yourself by accident, but that's about it. Nobody's going to poop and pee on you. That's not going to happen. Um, there's, and the stream's a little choppy. I'm, I'm sorry. I apologize. Uh, I'm, I have too many other tabs open on the internet to browse the UFO thing, uh, but I'm closing them out. So, it's very stressful. Um, Warner Springs, did you go to, uh, let's see, did you go to the resort and sit in the hot springs? No, I did not. Is there a resort in Warner Springs? I don't even know about that. Up in Ramona? I've been to Ramona, but I didn't know Warner Springs had a resort. So um, I only go up there for like casinos or whatever. So, or just visit friends who might as well move to another planet when they move to Ramona. So uh, MC499 Super Chat. Wow, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. 
I, I'm happy to try to answer your question as best I can. I really appreciate the support. You rock. You're a rock star. Um, thank you. So Sears School, th- there's a classroom period, and then there is a field period. The field period, they drive you out there on a bus. You get out there. It starts right away, um, and then it goes. And, yeah, it was, uh, it, at times, it was very stressful. Um, I've been to the resort hot springs, but that was years after Sears. Now I've never been to the resort up there. So you find yourself in these very stressful situations. So I remember one time, uh, uh, you're on my old stomping grounds. So that's awesome. So I, uh, I remember one particular incident in Sears where the goal of Sears is to survive, right? You are supposed to act in a way that would ultimately allow you to survive. You need to keep yourself alive. Your, your goal is to return home with honor. So with that in mind, if you're being questioned or if you're being put in stressful situations, if you're being hit, whatever it is, the goal is to remain alive at the end with honor. So there was this one funny story that I'll tell you. Um, I'm getting questioned and the instructor is like, I will punch you in the throat if you don't tell me what I want to know. And I said, I can't tell you. I can't tell you. And there's this thing that can happen in Sears school if you're not doing a good job where they kind of pause and they counsel you on the spot. And, uh, and when, uh, when it was done, when I said, I can't tell you, I get my counseling and they're like, didn't you hear? We were going to punch you in the throat. And I said, yeah, I can take it. And they're like, no, you can't. I said, I think I can. I can take one. And they're like, no, you'll die from that. And I said, I don't know if I, I might, I think I'll survive it. I could take one throat punch. And they said, no, 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 you, you will, you will die. And I was like, well then give me something more clear. Like threaten me with a gun or something like, cause I'm convinced I could take one of your throat punches and while it will suck and I might get hurt, I think I'll live with honor. So come at me with something a little bit more clear. And that was a really funny incident. Uh, there was a few, few funny times. Um, I, uh, I'd go back through Sear before I'd go back through Switty. I'd go, I would, uh, some serious supervision due to political concerns in Sear school, right? Try to prevent hazings or something. Yes. So Sear School is, everything's filmed, everything's recorded audio, um, better to shut up or lie. I like how you're trying to bargain for just one throat punch. <laughs> yeah, I was like, just one, just one throat punch. I think I'll, I think I'll survive it. So um, Sear School's tough. It's tough. So uh, when, when it was near the end, I w- thought everyone had an accent. I thought everyone speaking had an accent. Um, yeah, the, one thing I'll tell you about Sierra School, because like I said, I'm, 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 I don't want to overstep. I was used as human trampoline in school. Uh, what do you mean by like bullies? So I'm sorry to hear that if that's true. So um, one thing about Sierra School is famously is you don't eat for like five days. And it's basically true. Uh, you pretty much do not eat for five days. You might, uh, you get like, you get a lot of water. You drink a lot of water. 
you get uh, hydration stuff. But yeah, you don't eat. So, um, so you are are. You would think that you would be star. I'm not. I see your comment. Well, I'm just not going to read it because to trigger any uh, audio cues here on on YouTube. I'm sorry to hear that, man. Sorry to hear that. So, uh, you would think you would be really hungry, right? You would think that you would be starving and all that stuff. But I wasn't. Like you kind of are uh, kept busy for the most part. Like you're pretty busy. So I actually wasn't very hungry, uh, especially considering you're like very physically active the entire time. You would think you just wouldn't be able to do it because of hunger, but you're okay. So pine needle tea. Yeah, you're okay. Eating like you're literally eating the grass off the ground uh, to try to get some nutrients. And it's funny what you're willing to do. Like me being kind of a germaphobe, a little bit of a hypochondriac, I wouldn't hesitate to eat the grass off the ground, um, which is so funny. So it was, uh, it was a great experience looking back on it overall. Sierra School was a great experience. Uh, if you guys ever get the chance to go in the military, I say you should. I was bullied in school and famously fought 10 at once and won. Wow. That's incredible. I'm sorry to hear that. It's not good to have to fight, but I'm proud of you for standing up for yourself. And, uh, and hopefully you're all good now. Hopefully that's not a continuing problem for you and you're somewhere better. So better and better place, safer place. Um, I experienced some bullying in school, nothing too bad. Uh, I would, I wouldn't say I was bullied. Um, but I think I can, I can, uh, definitely empathize. I think bullying is horrible. It makes me kind of super grossed out. And if I ever see it happening, I say something cause it's a, uh, it's a really garbage thing to do. So I'm not, a, I, I'm, I'm anti-bullying for sure. Uh, what else we got? Anybody got some questions for me while I'm out here? Um, cause I see it. Some vote. Yeah, you got it. You got it, MC. Uh, happy to answer as best I can. It's a delicate topic. You're not like there's things I can't say about it, obviously, um, and never would without talking, unless I'm talking to somebody else who's been to series school. So it's just part of the deal. Plus, there's an NDA along with it to not talk about certain things. So the class is, uh, the class is uh, secret, I believe. So at Sear school is actually a secret class. So you learn things in there that are secret. So there's things in there I can't talk about. Bullying is the same as discrimination. Uh, very, very commonly they go hand in hand, right? Cause you, people are bullied on for the same reasons that they're discriminated against. So they kind of, they kind of go hand in hand. Um, the poll is still going up top about trans athletes in the Olympics. I'm curious what you guys think. We'll talk about that in a little bit, or we can talk about it now if nobody has any questions, really. It's not a traditional subject, but the problem that I have with that topic is I feel like, you know, I want to start a segment on the show called everything is stupid. So, uh, I, I just feel like ever, I feel like everything is stupid because the conversations that we have about serious topics are, are really not the right conversations. We're really not having the right conversations. So the Olympics, there's this athlete named Laurel Hubbard female athlete, 43 years old, born a male, transitioned at 33 years old, trained in weightlifting her whole life, uh, competitive sports life. And a huge dude sent me flying for telling the truth. I bounced off the concrete like a ball and laughed in his face. Damn, Juan. I, uh, damn. Do you know what happened to the natives of Diego Garcia? Uh, no, I don't. I don't. That's a good question. Were there, were there natives of Diego Garcia? 
Because now we just have a runway. But now it's a, the whole island's in a Navy base. Natives of Diego Garcia. Chagosians, often referred to as Loy, were the indigenous people of Diego Garcia Island from 1965 to 1973. The U.S. government put them on the overcrowded boats and shipped them off to Mauritius. Wow. Everything is stupid sounds like a song. Yeah, it's like the opposite of everything is awesome. I remember this one dude bullying my girlfriend. He thinks my girlfriend goes of 9-11. That sucks. Uh, so it says here, as a past prison guard, what are your thoughts on imagining those infected with COVID being sent to Guantanamo? Oh, I didn't look that up. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, uh, uh, that's crazy. Hang on. Hang on. So it sounds like the U.S. expelled the people of Diego Garcia to a nearby island. So the United Kingdom, at the request of the United States beginning in 1968, concluding in 1973 with the evacuation of Peru, Banjos, Atoll, the people known at the time as the Loy are today known as the Chagos Islanders or Chagosians. Chagosians and human rights advocates have said that the Chagosian right of occupation was violated by the British Foreign Office as a result of the 1996 or 1966 agreement between the British and American governments to provide an unpopulated island for a U.S. military base. Oh, so the British kind of sold out Diego Garcia and that additional compensation and a right of return should be provided. Legal action to claim compensation and the right of adobe or of right of adobe, right of abode in the Chagos began in April 1973 when 280 islanders represented by a Mauritian attorney petitioned the government of Mauritius to distribute the population uh, 650,000 euros total. The British government to the Mauritian government for distribution it was not distributed until 77. Damn. So, wow, that's crazy. Um, so that's interesting. Let's see. What, uh, where are we at here? So sending Americans with COVID to Guantanamo Bay. Guantanamo, not that big. Uh, yeah, Guantanamo Bay is not somewhere you want to be uh, under any circumstances. Let's see. Um, Donald Trump advocated shipping Americans who contracted COVID-19 abroad to Guantanamo Bay. The stunning revelation is contained in a new book, uh, Nightmare Scenario. The White House Situation Room in February last year before the onset of the pandemic in which more than 600,000 people have not died. Trump asks AIDS, don't we have an island that we own? What about Guantanamo? We import goods. We are not going to import a virus, he said. The reporters write that AIDS blocked the idea when Trump brought it up. So the idea was if Americans abroad contracted COVID, instead of bringing them back to the United States, bring them back to Guantanamo and hold them there while they recover or get treatment. Um, yeah, that's, that'd be really annoying. But what did happen to Americans abroad who contracted COVID? Didn't they have to come back and go to uh, holding areas? Weren't they sent back to like quarantine facilities? So uh, let's see. Yeah. Well, that's not... That's not as bad as just sending Americans from America to Guantanamo Bay. That's from Americans abroad. So yeah, it sounds stupid, but weren't they, didn't they end up doing that anyway, basically? Like if you were an American abroad, they would bring you back and put you into a quarantine holding. Um, isn't that what they did? So I don't know. Uh, sounds crazy. So this person, Laurel Hubbard, that we're talking about, uh, long story short, nobody should want to end up on Guantanamo Bay. Try to avoid that at all costs. So Laurel Hubbard, this weightlifter, is competing at the 2020 Olympic Games this summer. I know it's 2021, but it's still the 2020. Uh, held them on cruise ships because he didn't want numbers added to our infected count. Yeah, but they were doing that around the world. In Japan, 
there were cruise ships held off the coast that had dead people on them. Apparently right now there is a cruise ship that was stuck out for weeks with the captain dead on it from COVID because they weren't allowed back in port. So, uh, that's how, that's something that happened all around the world. I am 35. I'm about to be 36. They were put in hotels. The whole thing is shady. Um, I know out here in Japan, there was a cruise ship just off the coast of Japan that wasn't allowed to dock and people were on it with COVID and it became this whole thing. Cruise ships were a nightmare. If you were on a cruise ship at the, you know, kind of peak of COVID, uh, popping up, you were screwed. And then Navy ships were kept out the sea for like eight months, which is unbelievable. Imagine being out to sea on, on an aircraft carrier for like eight months. Screw that. Oh my God. People were logging 200 plus day long periods of at sea. Insane. So this is, uh, this is Laurel Hubbard. This, uh, Female is going to be competing at the 2020 Olympic Games as weightlifting. She is already establishing um, better scores than a lot of the competitors. Now, the question in the poll is, should, should trans athletes be allowed to compete in the Olympic Games? Now, I brought this whole thing up because of this new segment I'm calling Everything is Stupid. Now, here's why this whole argument is stupid, Okay. Should, should, not, is there an advantage, not, is it, you know, right or wrong or whatever, should trans athletes be allowed to compete in the Olympics? So the Olympics, let's start with this, okay? My answer is, sure, why not? Of course they should, if that's the policy. So what is the policy for uh, trans athletes in the Olympics. In 2003, 18 years ago, the IOC, the International Olympic Committee, drew up new guidelines for participation of athletes who had undergone gender reassignment. That included they must have undergone sex reassignment surgery, including changes in the external genitalia and uh, gonadectomy. Second, athletes must show legal recognition of their gender. Third, athletes must have undergone hormone therapy for an appropriate time before the participation with two years being a suggested time and not have uh, certain levels of testosterone if they are male to female uh, transition. It was not until 2004 that the IOC allowed transgender athletes to participate in the Olympic Games. In 2015, the rules were modified because changing your gender was not possible in some countries because it was not legal and that requiring surgery in otherwise healthy individuals may be inconsistent with developing legislation and notions of human rights. The new guidelines require only that trans women athletes declare their gender and not change that assertion for four years. So you have to be, you have to change your gender legally for four years as well as demonstrate a testosterone level of less than 10 nanomoles per liter for at least one year prior to competition and throughout the period of eligibility, athletes who transitioned from female to male were allowed to compete without restriction. These guidelines were in effect for the 2016 Rio Olympics, although no athletes, trans athletes competed. So should trans athletes be allowed to compete in the Olympics? Well, they've been allowed to since 2003. So yeah, of course. The IOC... The International Olympic Committee, they make the rules for the Olympics. So they made the rules in 2003. So the idea that this is getting sprung on people is kind of bogus. So nobody, in theory, is getting shocking news that Laurel, 
will be competing this year. Okay. That should be to nobody's surprise. Now, now the conversation of, do I think that there's an advantage for somebody who was a man for 33 years and in transition in, and trained in weightlifting against, uh, people who were born female and compete in weightlifting, that's another conversation. But before everyone gets so spun up on the Olympics, I want to make a couple other points, which are the Olympics is not my ethical standard for sports. In fact, sports is effectively an unethical institution because there's so much cheating and horrible stuff going on with the Olympics that why is why would we even start with the presumption that the Olympics is some kind of like standard for morality in sports? Like it shouldn't be for anybody. It's certainly, certainly not for me. I've got some information right here on steroid use in the Olympics. And if you look up a documentary called Icarus, Icarus, weightlifting, the sport that uh, Laurel is participating in is famously fraught with cheating like insanely problematic with cheating. Like we're talking every Olympics, there are people getting kicked out for cheating. So if you look at the doping results here from the Olympics, if you go down here to uh, this chart here from Wikipedia, you've got uh, back in 1972, weightlifting, Australia, Austria and Iran. In 1976, Weightlifting, weightlifting, the United States, weightlifting, weightlifting, United States, Romania, Poland, Bulgaria, uh, Sweden, Czechoslovakia, banned athletes for cheating. Uh, Greece in, 2000, in 1984, uh, Austria, Sweden, Algeria, Lebanon, cheating. Uh, Hungary, Bulgaria in 1988, Spain, Hungary again. Every Hungary athlete like banned for, uh, in Bulgaria, banned for weightlifting. Um, a lot of people for athletics. And then in 2000, Armenia, Bulgaria, Norway, Bulgaria, Bulgaria, um, the United States banned from other events, 2004, and it goes on, right? So the Olympics is, especially weightlifting, has a massive history of cheating scandals, uh, doping, steroids, everything. 2000, and let's talk about, let's talk about 2016. So 2016, I want to bring up uniquely because in 2016, let me scroll down to the Wikipedia here for 2016. Oh my gosh, did I skip it? Anyway, while I try to find it, 2000, oh, it's 2016, Rio. Kyrgyzstan, weightlifting, banned. Uh, Romania, weightlifting, banned. So the Olympics are already, in my opinion, kind of BS, especially with, especially with weightlifting. So if you're worried if your concern is that it's not going to be fair to other athletes in the sport, it's already not fair to other athletes in the sport. Massive cheating scandals. Just You can go watch Icarus. Icarus is a great documentary. But to, in addition to how little I care about the Olympics on what I consider to be the ethical standard in sports, I want to talk about another documentary, the Rio Olympics. The 2016 tried to ban the Paralympics. The Paralympics disabled athletes. They tried to shut the whole thing down because they didn't feel like spending the money on it. So they didn't prepare it. They didn't sell the tickets. And then when all the athletes get there who already get the shaft regularly, all right, and already have to deal with being disabled and less attention on them and everything who go there to overcome the impossible to be athletes, Rio, the IOC tried to cancel their games and they self-funded, they self-funded 
advocated for themselves, sold their tickets, filled their stands, and were able to have the Paralympic Games in, in horrible conditions, totally mistreated. And if you guys want more information on that, check out the documentary, Rising Phoenix. My name was the Rising Phoenix because the Phoenix can live and die and burn and live again. Extraordinary tension around this stadium. Take your mark. on a vécu quelque chose qui nous a pas permis de voir aussi This is how I am. Merry Christmas. If you're thinking every day, why me? You will never go anywhere. When I saw how sport is accepted, it was logical to start a sports movement. We wanted to change the way people saw people with a disability. There isn't anything else in the world that can bring you back from the darkest places than sport. I think the moment I sat in that racing chair, I just knew it was for me. My coach said to me, I see talent in you. I was never going to do anything other than 100 meters. When you're hitting someone head on, it's like a small car crash. Everybody knows you need money to run the games. They said that the Paralympics is going to be cancelled because there was no money. If these games don't happen, we're done. We're going to fight this. Paralympics is something almost magical. Being a part of something bigger than just yourself was incredible. Yes, lives are being changed on the track, but lives are also being changed in the stands. La vie est un combat. On essaie de sourire maintenant au monde. We are part of a much bigger picture. So that's on Netflix, and I encourage you guys to all go watch that if you want to see something really cool actually about the Olympics and about Rio and about real courage and, uh, and people coming together. It's the Paralympics in 2016, so go watch Rising Phoenix. Now, to, to go on a little bit further into this whole thing and sum it up with this, which and I'll close the poll, is um, the International Olympic Committee makes the standards for the Olympics. They made the standard that trans athletes can participate in the Olympics in 2003. So now that it's happening, we can't all of a sudden like freak out that this is some kind of like the end of the Olympics because it's frankly not. Uh, in addition, Olympics have famously destroyed cities that have hosted them as financially, and they've left those buildings to rot and become decrepit. Um, the, the people, the athletes in the Olympics go and do all kinds of crazy horrible behavior when they're in these other countries. And there's a history of that too. So I am fine with it. They can do whatever they want. The Olympics is not my standard of ethics and sports or morality, or I don't get any of that from the Olympics. I'm far more impressed by the Paralympic athletes and the Paralympic games and the people who volunteer at that. That's why I would rather be at that than watching the actual finals of any regular sport competitor, knowing the history of the Olympics as in cheating. And it's not like we can pretend that cheating doesn't happen in the Olympics and just say that for everyone advocating that trans athletes should not be allowed to compete in the Olympics, all I'll say is, let me say this first. Do I think that trans, trans female athletes, so born a male become female as an adult, have an athletic advantage over a person who was born a female? Of course I do. Like, obviously. It's obviously they do. So 
that's, that's beyond any, like to me, that's beyond any shadow of a doubt. Um, especially if they've trained their whole life in that particular sport until they were 33 years old, like Laurel has. Yeah, of course they do. Like it's common sense. So if, if, uh, if that is a deal breaker for you on the Olympics, then that's fine. But if cheating, doping, uh, Every other advantage that people have tried to make and the way that the Olympics has mistreated people over the years wasn't already the deal breaker for you, then I don't know what to tell you. I don't know how this, I don't know how this can be the straw that broke the back, so to speak. Um, and when I say that do, do uh, trans female athletes have an advantage over uh, fem- like born female athletes, I say, of course, common sense, of course they do common sense. What I mean by that, like the reason I say that, I always come back to this one thing which is if, if trans female athletes, if there was no advantage, then why, would, why don't we see trans male athletes competing in sports? Like that's the, that's the one thing that I always go back to. If there was no advantage when you do a, when you do a gender reassignment, then we would see athletics athletes in the other direction too, but we don't. So that's what I keep going back to. Um, talked to Regal last night. That's awesome, Nuggets. Uh, on the Discord, get the Discord popping. I do plan on gaming today, by the way. I do plan on gaming after this. Justin, that documentary is super legit. Uh, totally great. Unfortunately, Russia isn't banned from being represented. Yeah, and Russia, uh, yeah, and Russia's cheated so much. I think a more controversial topic than trans athletics is if we should allow performance enhancing drugs and at what amounts or levels and what categories of competition will that create? That's a great question. I like the meme that goes around that says there should be a whole nother Olympics for people who are allowed to take PEDS and just see how high a person really can jump. There is an advantage because science is real. I'm just saying, uh, we would see it the other direction. We would see trans males competing professionally. If there was no advantage, if, if everybody was equal, we would see it the other way. But instead, we see a lot of trans female athletes winning male sports and not the other way. He shared some pics from uh, Keating. Oh, yeah. Crazy, huh? How crazy. So does anybody else have any questions for me? Let me pull this back up. Does anybody else have any questions for me? Russia, China, who would win in a war? I don't know. Probably China. In a hypothetical where I haven't put much thought into it. Probably China more powerful military. Um, so any other questions for me for today's Quanda? I'm happy to take them. Next week, we'll be back with regularly scheduled episodes. But the week after that, I will be departing for Mount Fuji. So I'm going to be climbing Mount Fuji on July. What is it? 7th? Leaving Okinawa July 5th. And I'll be gone for about 10 days. So we'll be doing a Tokyo trip. I do plan on posting pics and videos from Tokyo. So stay tuned for that. Um, as always, all the links to support the channel by merch, everything is in the, uh, is in the description. Did you hear about Russia shooting a warning shot over a British ship? I did not hear about that. When was that? I did not hear about that. Let me, I'm going to end the poll. I'm going to end the poll and we'll get the results real quick. So we posted the poll. Should trans athletes be allowed to compete in the Olympics? My answer is of course they should. That's the, the Olympics has a, a clear policy and the Olympics makes the policy and says they can since 2003. So of course they should. It depends. 40%, no, 37%, yes, 22% out of 27 votes. It depends. Final was the majority. Yes was in the minority. 
So minority of votes for yes, it depends with 40% of the votes. It depends. To me, it's an obvious yes, because that's the policy of the Olympics and they make the policies. If you guys want to find out more information, I think it was the Black Sea, I'll have to look that up. Uh, hope you don't die on Mount Fuji. Wow, thanks, Nuggets. That's really, really supportive. I hope I don't die there too, uh, straight up. If you guys want to know more information about the TR-3 Black Manta, TR-3B, uh, anti-gravity aircraft, which I blew the whistle on on today's Scuttlebutt show, you can check, uh, you can just Google that. I'm not even, gonna, I don't even have to tell you where to go. Just Google and do your own research. If you guys find anything really interesting or compelling about it, please share it with me. How do I get me one of those Air Force girls so I can live on base housing? I want to be a dependent too. Tinder. Tinder. Just go on Tinder. Near base. Mudrock, what detainee life lesson did you learn from your time as a prison guard? Uh, a few. I learned a few. One is uh, some people are just pure evil who want to kill us for living in America and they will stop at nothing until they do so. That is a real thing. And the other one is to treat people humanely. Um, even when it's not easy to do. Because it's really difficult to do when you get a bottle of poop thrown in your face. Uh, and then you have to go feed that person the next day. I'm not saying I want to go torture somebody. But on one day, I get a bottle of poop thrown in my face. And hours later, I'm bringing them lunch. With a fresh bottle. A fresh water bottle. But the, the thing you had to tell yourself there that you had to remember was at the end of the day, you're going home and they're not. And some of them for years, some of them forever. And not only was I going back to my room at the end of the day on, on Bagram, but I was actually going back to the United States at the end of my deployment and going on to live my life uh, as a free American. And that's the most powerful thing you could have in your life is the freedom as an American. So uh, I guess those were the two things. Evil people who do evil things do exist and they'll tell you right to your face and that you have to know when you are the bigger person, when you are the lucky one and, uh, and treat other people humanely. So if that's helpful at all, uh, those are two actual real, no kidding, uh, things that I learned because oops, here my dropping something in the trash there on my computer, better man than me. I would have lost it. Well, you know what? It's funny because it happens a bunch of times. Happens a bunch of times. So uh, the craziest thing I saw in detainee ops or ever, the craziest thing I've seen ever, uh, probably, probably, let's see, some airstrike. I mean, I've seen some crazy airstrikes that really stick out in my mind. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've seen some, I've seen a few crazy things, but I don't know what the craziest thing is. Lucas is dropping a bunch of weird hypothetical war scenarios. It's funny. You say USA versus India versus Russia and China. Who wins? Uh, look up the book 2034. You should read or listen to the audiobook 2034 because you can find out the answer to that question right there. With gifts come responsibilities. Yep. Mudrock, thank you for dropping in with your uh, icon next to your name because you're a member now, member of the channel now. Uh, by the way, everyone on Patreon, stay tuned for a message from me, probably coming today or tomorrow. Uh, I will be talking to you guys very soon about something very serious, and I appreciate you guys being patrons. And everyone else, you can check out Patreon or check out memberships on this channel or check out merch at scuttlebuttshow.com. Um, with gifts come responsibilities, it's very true. You had to know when you're the bigger man. Uh, what about a face shield, job safety, like a, like a machine shop? I'll tell you what. Um, 
we would wear uh, iPro, and there were shields you could use, but nobody would walk around with that stuff all day. It's just not conducive to the actual dynamic environment we were in. Um, so, you know, that stuff was not readily available uh, in a way that made any sense. It's also something that people could grab on you. Anything you're wearing on you is something somebody could grab. Uh, it's something that could make your job more difficult. Um, so yeah, I mean, we would wear iPro, but that's about it. So to answer your question, uh, it's just not, it just wasn't realistic. You would think it would be, but it, it just wasn't. Um, you would have to literally wear a face shield 100% of the time all day in and out of the building from the time you go into the time you go out. And it just wasn't re realistic. Uh, and it wasn't great for dealing with person to person interactions like that kind of thing. So if I walk up on a dude with a face shield, they'd be like, why face shield? What are you worried about? I'm not going to assault you. You know, like you want to show that you're there to, you know, with the best intentions and then they would do it. So the Taney ops was crazy, but, uh, yeah, who inspires me most? Um, thanks for being so cool. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, who inspires me most? Um, my, it's a great question. My wife, uh, inspires me a lot. Everything I do, I do with her in mind. Um, she's incredible, a lot tougher than I am, a lot smarter, everything. Uh, and then the people I served with inspire me a lot because I think about them every time I say anything on this show, I think, what would people who served with me in the Navy say in regards to the comment I just made, right? Would they say, He's being honest. He's representing things correctly. Or would they say he's full of BS? Uh, what a loser. He disrespects us and everything we've done. And, I, and I, everything I do, I try to strive for the, the, the former. The first one. That uh, I represent things correctly, fairly, um, honestly, uh, and, and respectfully to all the people I serve with. What game will I play later? Great question. Probably squad. Um, I love squad now, so probably squad. You'll see it in the thumbnail and the name of the, the video. Rudy Reyes is not my role model. I'm not one of those like alpha veterans, like I'm all about jujitsu and guns. That's not me. Um, I do not have any children. That's on the horizon. Talk about it. Never got about my fellow Marines, salt of the earth. Yep. So I, I hope that if somebody that I served with, uh, saw something I was doing, they would say that they are, they respect it. You know, they don't have to love it. And I'm sure some people would be like, you're doing, you're on YouTube. That's so stupid. But, uh, it's, uh, I, I try to do everything in the mind of, Hey, every, I try to always think everyone I know is watching. So what would they say about something I said? Is your child your dog? Yes, it is. That's right. My dog's right outside right now. Go take her on a quick walk and come back for the game time. Um, so, okay, man, you guys saved all the questions for the last minute. <laughs> I guess I got you hooked with the, uh, alien stuff, huh? The UFOs and the, and the Olympics. So cool. Um, I did jujitsu today. Am I the new Rudy Reyes? You're the, you're not the new Rudy Reyes. You're the first you. All right. You're not the new Rudy Reyes. You're the first you. You can't try to be like somebody you see on TV. You got to be you. You got to be who you are. Remember me saying that last week? You got to be who you are. You got to be yourself. You got to love yourself. Justin, peace out. I will talk to you all soon. Uh, you know where to find me on Instagram, on Discord, on 
Facebook, on at the Scuttlebutt Show, gmail.com, all of that at the Scuttlebutt Show. You can find me right here on YouTube. I'll be making some content for you guys this weekend. Uh, remember, I saw them. Well, good. So don't go out and try to be somebody else. Make sure you go out and be you. I'll leave you with that. I'll leave you with that. With all that being said, you guys rock. It's been a great week. If you're coming back when I'm on the game, I'll talk to you then. We can chat and you can watch me uh, murk some fools on squad or something. Thank you, MC. I'm happy to share anytime. Uh, Hope you guys are enjoying all this stuff. I do. With all that being said, you guys rock. I look forward to talking to you very soon. And that's the scuttlebutt.